Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Join us as we discuss games that push our buttons. Will they push the good button or will they push <laughs> the, bad the bad button? button. Let's yeah. find out, shall we? Right, let's find out. Let's kick this off uh, with what turns out to be a game that we've been playing together, Wildermyth. Yes. This game pushes my buttons mostly in a good way, mm. but yeah. definitely the uh, I live... But when I counterattack, like on two or three enemies and take yes. two or three enemies out on their turn, I'd Very live good. for that. I'd live for that, Tony. Very good. But I guess just, just in more generally, this one like keeps me coming back because there's this great trade-off of constantly sort of working the board, being efficient, interspersed with these cool little battles, which... Often you underestimate them, particularly it's hard at the oh, yeah. level kind of thing. Yeah, You've yeah. always got to be, be like it always seems like oh we'll just do this one thing. You're like oh no that was a terrible move. <laughs> I'll just I mean, run my invulnerable character up here to get the spirit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my character's not invulnerable at this level anymore. That's right. Yeah. Oops. Yep. That's it. That's it. So I find like it's um yeah it just uh, I want to keep coming back and getting those moments, those tactical brilliance moments where you just overcome the odds yeah yeah yep oh and i did find out playing on the harder difficulty levels it actually rewards you with less rewards than playing it on the easier levels so not only is it harder to play the rewards you get are more meager to make it more difficult Jeez. <laughs> yeah it's right, a bit okay. brutal yeah. yeah you get less legacy points for successfully clearing missions on the harder levels so that means you get to upgrade your legacy dif- less as well yeah it does but see, I find that on the easy difficult levels, I really wasn't enjoying it because no, it was just, just too, too just, easy. Just walk yeah. through and just uh, yeah. uh, 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 everything with the stick, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, mm, that's a really bad system in that game. It is. Yeah, that should give you more rewards for playing on the hard difficulty level, the, not less. The game, it just it does. There's some weird choices like that. That the whole legacy system. I think that, it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. But it's got some weirdness to it that I don't understand. I don't understand why it only gives you a sub-selection of your legacy to pick from. You should be able to pick from anyone. You can. Legacy. So it loads your whole legacy into the game yeah. and then divvies them up amongst all the towns that are, exist throughout the whole campaign to get recruits from. So when you first build the map... Yeah. It builds the whole map, the whole circular map. Yeah. And it knows where all the towns that have recruits are. Yeah. And then it divvies up all your legacy to those towns. So if you go to a town, it will always have the same recruits. Yeah. In every chapter. I just don't like it. I don't like yeah, that. At it's all. an odd choice to do it that way. Well, yeah. because it's so dedicated on. Yeah. You, the whole game is designed around you getting the characters that you want and further developing them through playing another mission. Yeah. And so if you can't get the right character at the right time, you can't develop them. Yep. Yeah. Right, all right. And I completely reset a character today that I was playing. Oh. Because uh, I got him up to like Goldhorn Warrior, I think it was. So the second from top level. Yeah. But he was only a level two. He was only a two-star legacy character. Yeah, okay. And so when I loaded him in, I could only choose two of his six mm. powers, six yep. skills. And then when he leveled up, he got different options. Uh, so he's yep. a completely different character now. Yeah. Got, and so I had to compare the two. He got a really cool uh, artifact. Um, he got an axe that damages every opponent near them. So basically um, broad swipes yep. on the axe. So you don't need the skill. It's on the axe. Yeah. But he had a completely different character build. So I sat there for about five minutes working out whether I wanted to ditch the character build that I'd saved without the axe or keep the axe and the new character build that wasn't as efficient. Yeah. wasn't as good. A lot of choices. Yeah, lots of choices. Yeah. So it's best to get them up high and then bring them into your legacy because then they're, they're stuck as long as you build them correctly. Which I was experimenting with all these different builds, so that's how I got into that situation. Yeah. Okay. Without realizing that that's what I was doing. But now I'm very clear that that is what's happening. I'll pay more attention to what builds I'm going for. And I've also, mm, this okay. is the whole building on your legacy thing because yeah. I've also now focusing on the um, changes, the transformations. Yeah. Because some of the transformations really benefit 
a bow and arrow character. Yeah. Some really benefit a warrior what? character. Some really benefit a wizard character. So you you then got to make sure you get the right character. It's going to be transformed. You have to play this game for a long time. There's a lot to you learn do. And all this stuff. You do. Before I've played you it. Can really actually. Start I've played it a lot. Yeah. And now I like I've played for 64 hours or something. Oh wow, you've really crushed this. And now I'm just understanding how everything interacts with each other. Yeah. And what I need to do. It's so hidden away and invisible. The fact you don't even get the idea that building your legacy is the goal yeah. of the game. I had to really convince one of our friends that like you don't need to spend all or spend legacy points on better gear. No, you because that, it's the worst thing you can pointless, do. Pointless. Yeah. Absolutely pointless. Because the only thing that comes across with you when you start a new legacy character is the Weapons you've got equipped, yeah, and it adjusts them to be the right level for what chapter it's coming in on, yeah, and any transformations. All the other stuff is gone, gone. yeah. So what you really want to do is find artifacts, and, and then keep your artifacts into your legacy, yeah, and that's it. And that's and then yeah, keep save your legacy points for making your characters better. Oh, and I found an awesome thing today. Yeah. So the wolf transformation, the the rock. So normally you get the chance to transform into a a wolf or not transform into wolf. Today, one of my characters in the party was with Kessie originally when Kessie transformed into the wolf. Yes. And a third option came up. Oh. And I chose a third option and it gave me three legacy points. Oh. The third option was, I know what happens when you do this. Ah, uh-uh, uh-uh. what, what's he after? Yeah. Never trust a hungry wolf. Oof. And he gave me three legacy points for choosing nice. that third option. So there's so many things it's hidden in there and it only came up because he was, he was there, there when Kessie prayed to the altar. That's very cool. That's very cool that, that, that's that got that much extra logic built in. Yeah. The stories, which I guess, yeah. The stories are too long. Yeah, the stories are too, too long. long. Yeah. But they are obviously very clever. There's a lot yes. of logic hidden behind there. Yes. It's very good. I do. And the last two cha- the like last that. two campaigns are the best two, Eluna and the Moth. Yeah. And um, not the Sun Swallows Wake. That's the one I'm playing through at the moment. Yeah. Whatever the other one is. Sun or the Winds of Summer. Or the Winds of Summer. summer. And I found the Fire Temple that transforms you into the Fire Guy. Yeah. That's linked to all the all the Winds of Summer. Oh, okay. That's actually. The, there's, if you know what happens in that campaign, stuff that's happening in the fire pit makes sense all of a sudden. Okay, okay. Yeah, so very clever. They've intertwined it really well. So they have put a lot. They're not, they're not as in, they're definitely not as individual standalone. Like you can do a random adventure and it just randomizes everything. Yes, but the, the campaigns do have more going on. Yeah, in them. Yeah. Mm. So I really like that aspect to it. It really keeps me coming back. Mm. But yeah, it's too long reading all those panels. They have. I see that they've added a multiplayer thing in now as well, so you can play a multiplayer three-player legacy, three-chapter legacy, or a multiplayer five-chapter legacy. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they have less story and more just fighting. Oh, the just the random ones. Yeah. Well, that's what we did originally. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, no, it's the same amount of everything, but it does lack. No, right. It does lack the usually at the start of the chapter or the end of the chapter or like at some point all inside of story. it. There's a huge block. Yeah. Huge, yeah. and that that's just gone. Yeah. So it's just all the little. I the went here heads. and did yeah. this and yeah, know, okay, bits and pieces. Yeah, so they are a lot faster. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, I think of them being longer because we did it wrong. We spent way too much time clearing the map. Yeah, yeah, for no yeah. purpose and not speeding, not speeding through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and playing with five people, waiting for five people to make decisions is yes, yeah, and that also the interface doesn't work well with five people. It doesn't work well. That's not what it needs a lot of work. Still, yeah, you know, it still needs a lot of work. It's an indie yeah. game, so you know it's, a, yeah. it's a probably a work in progress. Yeah, it's very charming though. It has an undefined quality that presses my buttons. Yes, oh, I love all the oh, I love all the discovery. Yeah. I love all the exploration and discovery. But I'm super frustrated now. That I understand how it works that you can't trade transformations and equipment among your characters. I feel like, I feel the legacy is underbaked for for yeah. being the end game thing that it is. I feel it needs another. Yeah. I don't know. Like you unlock stuff for your legacy. Yeah. Rather than you put this character with all the stuff they've unlocked in the legacy. I understand why they do that, though. And then you can build a character from all your legacy unlocks. Yeah. But they do that so that the yeah. character has this continu- yeah, yeah. continuity history. of story. This history. history about yeah. it, which is really, I do think, quite... Yeah, and you read the history and it's quite interesting fine. when you read the character's history, particularly when you've taken on lots of campaigns. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. And so I think that's great. I just think it needs... I, any game that has a lot of RNG, I always feel needs more direction. You need to have yeah. two ways of doing things. You need to have a RNG, I got lucky. Yeah. Or a guided, guided my grinding plan. it out, you yeah. know, progressional yeah. thing. I think it's always more fun when there's a combination of both. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep, yep, yep. Which kind of leads me into um, next game, Cryofall. We've been playing a, a PvP, for, uh, not a PvP, PvE. a PvE yeah. uh, version on dedicated server. Um, and that's been really fun. It presses a lot of my buttons, particularly yeah. like on the whole. I mean, it's, it's so if you don't know, it's a Stardew Valley, Terraria sort of isometric game like mm-hmm. that. I mean, Terraria is, yeah. you know, 2D, but uh, that pixel art that involves going off, scavenging, collecting, building a base, crafting, 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 crafting. Yeah. Crafting. Keep crafting. Kind of thing. Um, Turn your raft into a rocket ship. Oh, yes. That's the objective yeah, is leave to the planet. leave the planet. That's yeah. how you get there in the end. So that's like, that, there is like a, an, an end goal there uh, for it. Uh, the crafting is quite detailed. There's lots of machines to use and lots of little ways you can, you know, you start off by just smelting ore. Yeah. You know, and then you can get a crusher to crush the ore and to concentrate. And yep. then it gives you a higher yield. So you oh, can, okay. You know, and if you want to make petrol, you know, kind of thing. So you have to have an oil rig to get oil. Yep. Put the oil into the splitter. You get mineral oil, which goes to making your plastics and then gasoline that you can then yep. use in your generators. And so a lot of feedback things, a lot of loops in the system. Um, it's a static map, which is interesting. Okay, than so a it's always the same. Always the same. Ah, this so you is can where learn where stuff is. The PvP aspect of this game. What's interesting about it, uh, I guess if you're really into that, is that it's a three up to 300 player PvP. Wow. Yeah. Lot of people. That's a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people, yeah. Um, and so they do regular server wipes and they have um, time gating on progression. So you can't just race ahead if you yeah. really know the game really well. There's like time gates on it. Um, and so, you know, it's PvP, get to the end and escape. I guess the first person to escape gets a whatever. Congratulations yeah. to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because of this, the game suffers from the classic dichotomy of trying to balance a PvP game with a PvE game. Yeah, yeah. And PvP just never works. always breaks down. And yeah. so there's a PvP few always trumps PvE. Yeah. Always, yeah, in these things. So I think, uh, and maybe not in some of the normal ways you normally see this sort of stuff, but like, for example, there's a decay system to give people room. Yeah. To come in. If you don't play, then your base yeah. decays. Yeah. It the whole crafting system starts to rely on the server being up for twenty four seven. Oh, okay. So I was reading about power generation because I'm yeah. like, power's not really working. Am I doing something wrong? Like what what's the what's going, going on? Why yeah. why isn't it kind of and reading through some comments and talk, and then like hearing the developer talk is like if you build solar panels, yeah, right? When you're offline, they will generate and refill your batteries for your next play session. Uh, and it's like, oh, there it okay. is. I'm supposed to let the server run all the time yeah. and like play it kind of every day yeah. as a thing goes on kind of thing. And because we're doing it as more of a, well, we'll play it with we'll turn it on a when bunch it's on. of people. Yeah. We'll turn it on and play it, which is kind of how we played. Well, that's how we kind of do with any dedicated server. Yeah, yeah. But like particularly with survival games and things like Conan, we would just turn off and then just turn yeah. it back on. And if, But even if you left it on, Yes, as a de- decay timer, usually that's long enough that it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. matter kind of thing. But um, you know, you, you sort of go and come back, and everything is what it is. When I I left it on for a while, and I was just running industry, just generating mineral oil and doing that sort of stuff, and I neglected the second base, and everything rotted out. All the food we had, all the medicine, <laughs> everything turned to rot. And it's like ah, that's the because I think the, uh, no the, you know, the fuel ran out of the generator. Yeah. to the power right now and the fridge is turned yeah. off and, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So, it it's, it's not a bad PvE game, but it's nowhere near as good as it would be if it was actually dedicated, dedicated to and more thoughtful around how yeah. that kind of stuff kind of works. So, it's kind of a bit of a downside and, you know, you feel like there's unnecessary... Uh, I mean, survival games always feel like unnecessary grinding because, you know, that's just sort of part that's of that. the nature of, of that game. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's... It's fun. You may build cool new weapons and you build cool stuff, night vision yeah. goggles and, you know, you get a battery pack and then you get a laser weapon to yeah. run off and you have like all these slots you can stick all these different things in you want and cybernetic enhancements and I think there's mechs and hoverboards oh, oh, and wow. like oh, all this cool. stuff that we're still working yeah. into. Yeah, kind of thing, um, which is which is definitely fun as well. So, Dem, I'm enjoying Cryfall. Definitely presses quite a few buttons, but I think it's on that we like once we get off the planet, we'll yeah. There's not a lot to come back to, I right. think, for the second sort of thing. But yeah, 
yeah, it's fun for the moment. What have you been playing, Tony? So I played Fantasy General 2. Yeah. Which is a sequel to a game that I really loved that used an engine that I loved um, from Strategic Simulations Incorporated. That's how old it is. Panzer General, Jesus. the Panzer General engine, mm. which was great. And they did uh, Warhammer games and they did Fantasy General and they did all the World War II games, World War I games. Yeah. It was really good. And they've released recently, a couple of years ago or last year, Fantasy General 2, which I thought, oh, great, it's going to be awesome. And they um, provided a demo. They've got a demo campaign available for you to play for free. Yep. So I downloaded that and playing through it, and it's updated to be 3D, which I don't like. I actually like the 2D hex, and you plan everything out on the hexes, which was the old Panzer General. Mm. But I worked out what they've done, and I think I've just worked out while I'm talking why they've done this. Yeah. It's because, okay, so what they, they've done is as your hero, as your units. So the thing I loved about Fantasy General yep. was you had your general, you had your hero characters, and yeah. your hero characters had these amazing skill trees. Uh, and so you, you wanted to collect heroes yep. and build out their skill trees, but also your troops start off as one-star troops. And as they gain experience, they'd go to two stars. And when they got to two stars, they had a choice of what two-star unit they wanted to become. Yeah. Then they got enough experience and became three-star, and then they had a choice again of what three-star unit they wanted to become. And they went all the way up to five-star. You oh, get wow. five-star troops. And so there were lots of different – Lots of variation, lots of customization, yeah. which is great. Uh, this one, however, it could only be because I'm playing the demo, but I've only got my hero – yeah. And my hero skill tree is boring. It's pants. Yeah. It could be because I chose the wrong hero, but it's not nowhere near as exciting as the original Fantasy General. And your units get experience, but experience just gives them more hit points and um, sometimes more numbers in their unit. Yeah. It doesn't change what they do. In order to change what they do, you've got to collect resources. You've got to collect gold and weapons and armor, and then you can change the unit type. So... Playing through the second mission tutorial, I got one of my units up to the top unit type straight away. Oh. Which in the original Fantasy General meant I would have just stormed the board with them because it would have been so powerful. Yeah. But this, it was still a really weak unit. It just had magic attack and something else fancy. Mm. But I did that. I sacrificed all my other units to do that so that all my other units were useless. So I don't like that they've changed that. And I, I just, while I was talking, I realized mm. it's much more like a, uh, Age of, not Age of Empires. Age of Wonders. It's much more like Age of Wonders. And then I, I think I've just realized that Slytherin is a company that did Age of Wonders. Oh. And Slytherin is a company yeah, that's done right. Fantasy General too. So they've just basically skinned Age of Wonders with Fantasy General, which is why they made that change. And that change really disappoints me. So, yeah, I, yep. I loved Master of Magic. Master of Magic did the same thing where lots of different heroes and the heroes would go up. Um, the original Age of Wonders was like that. Yep. And yep. lots of different heroes, and the heroes had really, really interesting and fascinating skill trees. Yeah. So, like your spider hero could become an excellent siege unit because the spider could walk up the walls. Oh, so the spider could just walk over the walls and get behind them and wow. start killing all their archers and stuff on the, <laughs> on the top of the tower. So, all these really cool things that break all the other rules of the game. Yep. on your heroes. So, really interesting hero units, and the, it was all about finding there. Mm. Like there was prisons, and there were new heroes locked in the prisons, and. You go into a deep forest and someone's lost and you find the druid in the middle of the deep forest. And so there's really cool ways of finding these new heroes and adding them to your army. Well, it comes back to what you're saying about Wildermyth where the fun for you is particularly what presses your button is that you get all these different types of builds yes. that you can play with and work through yes. and you know find the diversity and find ways to break the, the normal gameplay yeah. with the cool build that you work out. Yeah. Um, which I took away in the new one. I have. Boring. Yeah. No one wants to spend resources and have no visible sign of... It's some problem I had with Sunset Overdrive as well, right? Yeah. You upgrade your stuff, and it'd be the same. Yeah. Also, great Ratchet and Clank, you upgrade your stuff, and it's different. It's noticeably different straight away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it yeah, behaves yeah. differently. Yeah. If you're going to bother doing that, then just don't bother anything. Yeah. 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 So I think I'm, bum, I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to finish the campaign. Maybe going to try it with another one of the other heroes. So there were two barbarian heroes to choose from and the empire hero to choose from. And I've always Empire. played like Empire type characters when I play these games. I play Empire type heroes, and he's just boring. Mm. Yeah, he's got this passive buff that inspires the units around him, but I really didn't notice it making enough difference to didn't keep them alive or anything. It was my tactics that was boring. keeping them alive. And yeah, stuff like that. okay, so, okay. I'm not the full. If the full game comes out for five bucks, I'll probably buy it. Oh yeah, you know. But, but I'm disappointed that it's not. 
the a, sequel to Fantasy General, which I just loved Fantasy General. I got a Dragon Rider hero. Yeah. Made and my Dragon Rider hero was flying around the map yeah. and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, that's a problem. If they try to take it's what we've people complain about, like these type of sequels and things. They're not really Yeah, if they're made by a different company, it's not really a sequel to the game. It's the same thing with um um oh, Pixel Junk Monsters. Okay, yeah, yeah. Two games, yeah. very distinctive, cute style. The number two made by someone else, more like a mobile game and right. just not yeah. in three D yeah. kind of there but missing the charm, yeah. you know, of yeah. the original of what really made it good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very that's disappointing. Yeah, that kind of disappointing. Thing. I was yeah. excited, but yeah. oh, sad. And sad then the other thing I've been playing, I found another demo on Steam. Another demo? How so many demos, demos did you demos find? Demos used to be a thing. You used to always be able to get demos for games, yeah. but now you don't get demos very much. So I was very no. surprised. So my Steam advertising thing, whatever mm. that's called, threw me up these demos and said, "We think you'd like this. There's a demo available." Yep. And so, uh, "Crying Sons" oh. is the demo, and it's 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 it's. it's very much, if you're going to compare it to anything else, you compare it to Faster Than Light. Yeah. It's very much Faster Than Light, but you go to solar systems. It's exactly the same kind of map. You have to choose which solar system to go to. You've got limited fuel to get to the resources. And then once you've once you've made your presence known, the planets behind you go red and you can't go back to them. And exactly like Faster Than Light. That bit's exactly like Faster Than Light. But now you can rescue crew members and the randomly generated... So in Faster Than Light, the randomly generated events rely more on how you've built your ship than anything else. Yep. In this one, it seems to be they rely much more on what crew you've managed to find. Right. So you find cryopods and stuff on planets and you get new crew members. Oh, hey, handy. Yeah, so that's it. that that aspect is quite good. Yeah. You don't have very much control over it. It's it's all totally random. Yeah. But it, it seems fun. Yeah. Uh, but then the spaceship fighting, I I ha- obviously haven't worked it out. So you've got um, fighter docks so you can get drones and fighters and bombers that you can put in the docks and they keep destroying me. Their oh. computer team keeps destroying me with this fighting unit so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Right. But yeah, so the first solar system I got through without any problem at all because you destroy their fighters and they wouldn't rebuild them. But then in the second solar system, now they start rebuilding their fighter units. And I'm doing something wrong with my fighter units. I don't know what I'm doing wrong with my fighter units, but they were just decimating me and they blew up my ship. Ah, jokes. So I don't really know what's going on. Back to the start again with Back you Back to then. the start again, yeah, because yeah. it's a roguelike. Yeah. Yep. So all your progress gone, start again. Start again, start again. And then, so, it's, right. yeah, you got to learn. you just got to learn. Yeah. And it also, yeah. 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 in Faster Than Light, the random events were always the same. So yeah. once you learned the random event, you knew how to respond to the random event. Yeah. Whereas this one, I played through it twice and I got the same things on the planet. So there's um, things you can find and things that can do damage to you on the planets. And so I thought, so like cryopods, you can find a cryopod on the planet. And the cryopod skill that I needed was technical, which makes sense. I needed a technical skill to open the cryopod. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that the planet had a cryopod on it, I put my technical crew member on to go and unlock the cryopod and that cryopod needed demolition to open. So I didn't get the cryopod. So, yeah. Hmm. There's one thing on every planet that you want to get and there's a whole bunch of other things you can get. Scrap to build up your ship and all that sort of stuff. So I got lots of scrap, but I didn't unlock the cryopod, which is why I went to the planet. Planet. And it didn't tell me what I needed to unlock the cryopod. So I think that's a bit weaker Mm. than faster than light. But faster than light... You didn't know what was going on the first time you did it, yeah. But you learned how it responded, yeah. And so you knew how to tackle it the next time you got to it. Whereas mm. this one was the planet. You detected a cryopod on the planet, and well, the first time I detected the cryopod, I needed to open it. I got a new crew member. Second planet, you detected a cryopod on the planet. No, this cryopod needed demolition to open. So, no, no cryopod for you. So I liked it. I haven't played it enough mm. to really give, give it, it much more crack, of a but- good crack. But mm? I like the style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of even more um, low tech than Faster Than Light. Oh, really? It looked, yeah, it looked, it looked more fancy than. No, what, um, it's kind of even more low tech than oh, Faster Than Light. Right. But but yeah, it's enjoyable. Okay, definitely recommend checking out the demo if that if it sounds like it's your kind of game. Yeah. It's free. Can't go wrong with free. Well, yeah, yeah. and I'm guessing it's like all these other ones. With, uh, if you play the demo and then buy the game, your progress from the demo can transfer straight over to your save game. Yeah. So, yep. you, yeah, you do the... And yeah, the story's interesting too. The story's all done through text, like Wilder Myth, and it's a lot of... 
there's a lot to go through, but that doesn't change. Uh, so even yeah, though you'll yeah. die, you don't have to go through all the story Three again. You, again. Can just, you ask. It's set up quite well. Yeah. They'll give you keywords that'll be bold and highlighted, and then you can ask questions about those keywords, or you can just yeah. not ask those questions. So you just speak through the story without having to go skip, skip, skip. You just it doesn't doesn't go into any details unless you ask it to go into any yeah, details. Yeah, that's nice. Which is clever. That's yeah. clever. I like yeah. that. Like that. I think to yeah. make the repetitive, particularly in a roguelike where you're going to yes, play it again. Yes, you're going to play it again and again and again, yeah. which I kind of like. Again, it's the same thing that you just said with, with Wildermuth is that I like the working out the exploration and working out how the systems all interact with each other, which yep. is good with a roguelike. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. we're doing a chance to do that, definitely, definitely. Well, I've played well, what's... Your biggest button or pusher. being played by. Being played by, yeah. yes. Satisfactory. Yes, I've had it on my list for a while. I bought it in my actually these. I played. I played three games this week. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna go reverse. Satisfactory is the one that got me. Okay. I went through two others first. I bought yeah. these all in my Christmas Steam sale binge. Yeah. I finally yes. like I got to <laughs> yeah. to play them. Um, the first one was Among Trees. Okay. Which is a survival game with a real chill kind of atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. I would call these graphics kind of like stylized PlayStation Two graphics. You know, there's like a, there's a bit of a of a nostalgia bent for there some is. people yeah, around yeah, yeah. that yeah. PlayStation One or Two kind of graphic style. I don't understand it, but it's like good. simple, yeah, we like it, it. it's certainly simple and clean. As old people like it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, that, that phase, I just want to forget about it. That was the garbage phase of 3D before I started getting good. You if know? the game's good, then it doesn't matter about the graphics. That's true. Style. That's true. And this game has a lot going for it, or it would if a developer was still updating it, uh, which they are no longer doing. And right. so, um, you know, good atmosphere. It's chill. You're in the forest. You know, there's bears that can kill you. Yep. There's thirst. You know, you eat the wrong mushroom. You don't have the stuff. Yep. You can die. Hallucination. Kind of so, it's yep. a little bit... It's not hardcore, but you can't die in it, sort yeah. of thing. One of the best fishing mechanics I've ever had. Although oh, really? I was very angry at it at the start <laughs> until I worked it out. Okay, kind of got to like because you know fishing is about keeping the tension on the line, letting yes. the line out, and and, wor- and working with so the line doesn't snap. So it tries yeah. to replicate that part of fishing. Okay. So um, you know, you cast out, you start reeling it in a little bit by little bit, get a catch, and the fish will go backwards and forwards, and you've got to kind of keep the tension on line by moving the camera. Uh, around like okay. opposite direction of the fish, but not too yep. far, and you kind of, kind yeah. of like, you kind of like weave it. Don't in. let it get too loose, or the fish yeah. goes off the hook. Yeah, that's Don't it. Don't let it get too tight, or the line snaps. snaps. You know, yep. kind of working with that, but just the way you sort of move the camera left and right as the fish moves around. It was once I got the hang of it, it was, it was satisfying, surprisingly good for fishing, particularly in Cryofall. Was like when I did it the first time, I said, made the yeah. comment that this is the most boring standard fishing event. What is anything, it? Catch. You know? Fish catch. Yeah, that's You have successfully caught a fish. Fish kind of thing. I don't remember, actually. It's so boring that okay. I just... <laughs> just gone. Just gone. Yeah. I'm like, I'll never do it. Did it for the quest. Got my fish. Yeah, never touched it in the chest, again. Never touching again. <laughs> um, that was good. What killed the game for me was that steel pipes are a bottleneck for crafting that you've uh, got to find. Yep. And... <laughs> I made a canteen for water, which is really important because you can't go anywhere without having a bit of water. yeah. yeah. And uh, rather than drinking from the canteen, uh, I scrapped it. Oh. Loss of resources, all gone. And Nothing. the water. And the water. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. I spent a lot of time getting those steel pipes that I can't craft. Yeah. Like other things, you could kind of craft off other things, but these yeah, steel yeah. pipes uh, were like the rarest resource, yeah. like and completely unbalanced. Canteen. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's it. And how do you drink from the canteen? You open a menu up. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a button that says drink that I yeah. thought I clicked, but there must be another button on there that says scrap. Right next to it that says scrap. I guess so. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell you because it had gone so fast. There was yeah, no, yeah. like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to scrap this item? It has rare material components in it. Yeah. You know? That's like, bad. Yeah, it is bad, which is disappointing because it's actually, like, in terms of, like, being in a forest. It feels realistic. Yeah, you get lost really easily yeah, yeah. when you, um before you build your map. Before you get a compass, yeah, that's tough. You get a compass and you're like, oh, north. Okay, that's actually this that's compass really helpful. Is actually, yeah, like <laughs> again, sort of like the fishing. Like I felt like this is actually a useful piece of equipment to make because I make compasses in games all the time, yeah. and very rarely do I actually actually use it. Yeah. No, I actually used it, and like the map that you get when you make that is actually not that hard. You could probably make it a lot faster than what I did, but um, you know, 
you can see the whole area and how big the forest is and stuff, and then you can use your compass to sort of navigate your way around. It's very satisfying. I'm very disappointed that simple bit of UI. Yeah, and was when, enough with the game landscape as it is. Yeah, something as simple as that can stop you ever going back to that game again. Yep. I've got yep. to be really careful. I just press the button that. of like the bad button, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I have more. The like, you just you can feel your desire to reload disappear. Evaporate. Yeah, just yeah. All right, I'll know? try something else instead. Like, I forgot to save several times. I I drowned several times. Had to go back and redo yeah, things again, yeah. and I it kept just getting yeah. me back into stuff again. Always. They need to put autosaves in well, everything. You've got to use like a book that. in the in the in the cabin. You got to go to a book. You look at the book, and it saves. Yeah, okay. When you do it, so. It, the saving is there, and like you know, I still think things should auto save. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not going to disagree necessarily. It, the I don't know, it's a, it's a design choice in the game, yeah. I suppose. From it, you know, and I could have gone back to a save. I didn't yeah. really probably lose all that much progress. Right. I did was saving. Words, like I've lost every five day. and a half hours of progress yeah, without no, an auto save. Wasn't, I mean, I couldn't. And that really pisses me yeah. off when that happens. You're right, because like if the game crashes and you lose your stuff, that's really annoying. Yeah. So there really should be an auto save feature. In the background, even if it's not yeah, advertised, maybe or something like that. Maybe like, there's yeah. probably some value there. Uh, but yeah, just and then like the button got pressed of I'm not interested anymore. Like I just I spent so long getting those bloody pipes, steel pipes, you know, yep. kind of thing. Um, and yeah, that was it. And that was bad. But you know, if I wasn't for that, if it, and it was still getting updated, where I felt like it was because yeah. it wasn't done. There was it needed it more work. Needed more work. Yeah, I would have recommended it like very much. So I feel like I had a really good thing going on. Okay, with it, but bummer. But that's the way that goes. The next one, um, time lie. It pushed a button, but it pushed a button that reminded me of work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't. I don't want to work. Do this. This is not what I like, come here for. I think this game is probably very, very good. Um, right. It's a it's an isometric puzzle game. Oh yeah, using time, uh, where um, basically you can you how to describe this. You know when you've got to do a a, a a a puzzle in a game like a Zelda game, and there's guards and they've got cones of vision. You need to work yeah, your way yeah, through. Yeah. Maybe press a button, do something else, and then get yourself back out again. Right? Yep. It's that kind of a puzzle. The yeah. ones I played for yeah. how long as I played it. The the gimmick is. Time. You have a scrubber at the bottom of the screen yeah. where you can scrub the entire pattern of that thing backwards and forwards. Okay. And the, and the thing would just, like all the enemies yeah, and yourself just, just animate and moves around backwards, yeah. forwards, backwards, forwards. And if you get stuck, you just knock the scrubber back a few steps yeah. and maybe like tell your character to stop here yeah. or go earlier yeah. or whatever it is to get around it kind of thing. Um, and it was a fascinating mechanic. Lots you could see like you know line of sight and shadows and there's buttons to press and there's a whole bunch of mechanics that'll probably get added as it goes along as you progress yeah but like I was just like this feels too much like programming yeah. getting the getting yeah, the exact yeah. right moment and too much like video editing with the scrubber and like uh, yeah. being a few waiting for those that that cone of vision to get to like just there yeah. not not one frame back here but just yeah, there yeah. and then saying go and I was like yeah. Nah. Too much like work. like work. Too much yeah. like work. Yeah. For anyone else, though, I think if this type of puzzle game sounds interesting, I think this looks like a. Re- it's got like you know, it's one of those ones that's got all the high reviews and game of the year yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. whatnot. So you know, it's well, it's well rated and whatnot. I think it could be really fun. I just not for me. That was yeah. definitely uh, the work button got pressed. And <laughs> that was again. That was like ah, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But satisfactory. I I had been purposefully holding off starting this because I knew this would do it to me as soon as I started yeah, it. Yep. And it just hooked me in. The button, bing, ding, pressed. What could I do next? How could I build next? So Satisfactory is, it's not even the name. It's making a satisfying factory. Yep. It's right there. So Factorio, I guess, is probably the closest sort of analogy to it, except that this is a first-person game. Yep. And I think that's great because, man, does it give you some perspective. Okay. On like when you build a huge machine that takes you you know to get to get like run the length of a of a coal generator yeah it takes a few seconds to do because this is a truly huge yeah, machine generator, yeah. you cannot jump over the pipes of water that go into it yeah you know like everything is huge and big in this game it, it just you know and it's all where like cryofall you're always scourging for, you know, more stuff, yeah, more yeah. stuff. Got to get little bits, little bits here, little bits here, build them all up. But this thing is just like, you put a miner on the node, it will infinitely produce resources forever. 
Yeah. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> the mind never runs out. Never runs out. Never, ever, ever runs out. You know, when you don't move things, you just deconstruct it. You get 100% of the materials back and you oh, build it wow. again fresh. Okay. Which is very interesting. That's so interesting. Like, yeah. This is kind of like that. So here's an example, right? So I went to go find coal. Yeah. Once you unlock it, you can get a little on your little handheld device. You yep. click a button <laughs> and it sends a ping out for the resource. So I'm looking for coal. So off I go. Running for coal. Running, 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 running for coal. Got to the edge of the cliff. Look out of the void, and my coal thing is on the other side of the cliff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how am I going to get? That's a that's a big cliff, and then all of a sudden, whoop, boom, foof, off the edge into the void because I got hit from behind by a creature that I wasn't paying attention to. <laughs> <laughs> so take two, run down, get my stuff. Luckily, it didn't go into the void. It yep. Very gracefully, put it back on, on the ledge. surface again yep. for me. Killed the beastie, and then began my trudge around to find out how the hell am I going to get this coal. Yep. Couldn't get it. Finished off for the night. Come back tomorrow and I'm like, Luke, you can just build a platform and just walk right over Because <laughs> there's, no, there's no support structures yeah, yeah. in this. You can just build oh, wherever okay. you want, whatever you want. Yeah. I like, cry for you got to like make a land claim and you can build inside of this claim and that's yeah. it. No, you can build wherever you want, wherever you want, Tony. There's no yeah. structure. You don't have to worry about like supports. Like Valheim's got all this support stuff. It'll just work. hover in the air. Yeah, there. hover in the air, man. No problems. We just, we're about yeah. infinite resources. We're about yeah. efficiency. We're about building things. Yeah. We're about polluting the environment, destroying <laughs> everything. Get your chainsaw out, Tony, and cut down a forest because we need biofuel. That's the type of game satisfactory okay. is. Okay. Like, it was this nice grassy knoll at the front of my base. It's not grassy anymore. I all went to biofuel because I had to power these bioreactors. It's, yeah, it's big engineering. You know, the water really did my head in. It took me quite a bit of time to, under- I had to go read up on it. Like the fluid dynamics of like, oh, okay. how much you pump out, the pipe's got to get full, how much flows through it, yep. you know, how to read the pipes so you know whether they're full or whether they're not, where yep. the problems are to work it out and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's a very it's an engineering simulator. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like in a like you know because like you, you if you're um you know if you've got a Mark One miner on a pure node, it will produce so much ore yeah per minute, and then you got to feed that into smelters, and smelters take X amount of ore per minute, otherwise they become backed up yeah you know, and then the constructor takes X amount of ore for this particular piece. Yep. And now you're talking about individual items. And then this one takes two two different items, but they're produced at different rates. <laughs> yep. So now we need to match the rate to this one. Yeah, then that goes the into something consistent. else. And that goes into something and so it becomes this chain reaction. You end up with this, you know, huge amount of smelters feeding in, uh, you know, and you build buffer boxes and stuff to go through. Um just it's uh, still <laughs> still in early access, so there's still be- it's Lots of bugs. You I'm just smile the whole times. time you're playing it, don't you? Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> I just, it's one of those games where I'm, I'm like thinking about like, okay, so I've got this down. Now I need to get iron. I need to get an iron production working on the other side of the base. How am I going to get that there? I know. I'll build up some platforms here, then we'll run it down here, and then I start planning out like yeah, how this yeah, expansion is yeah. going to go kind of thing. <laughs> and I know I'm doing it wrong because I know what you're supposed to do is like build like a, a – a big huge box factory of multi-story levels that yeah. kind of like go up and take your resources up but you really yeah. got to like learn all the little how to build you know yeah. before you can get to that level but I'm looking forward to building this huge skyscraper of of production just just sucking in huge amounts of raw materials you know refining oil and the oil goes to the coal yeah. burning you know kind of thing ah devastate that planet Oh mate, that's a pre- it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, gorgeous world with interesting wildlife and trees and beautiful sunsets. And I'm gonna gonna just yeah, just, just pillage that huge- pillage that planet. Huge factory. <laughs> once I once I worked out the trick of like, okay, you just build a huge platform. Yeah, I went to go find coal for the first time. Oh no, this is I had to find the first coal node. I had to find another one because I didn't have enough coal to do what I wanted. Um, <clears throat> I just I, went, I drove there, explored, did all things, died a couple of times, got to where the coal was, and then went, okay, there's my space elevator. There's the beacon I left there. If I line up the platform here, boom, and then just ran a straight line. <laughs> straight to my base. It's just this huge, like, just kilometers long. I don't know, but it's all like eight, eight, nine hundred meter long sky bridge that just buries coal and sulfur full straight to my base from there kind of thing. I'm currently... I got to do oil now, so I just done. The, I'm doing the exact same thing with oil, and as I'm making my oil track, I'm like, "What's that? 
oh, that's my coal and sulfur track all the way hovering over there oh, in the yeah, distance yeah. kind of thing, you know, and you you go in. Yeah, very um, very fun. If, like, that automation kind of factory stuff is interesting, the, the, the first-person perspective really I love. Okay. And getting up high on a platform looking, that you built and looking yep. down and going, oh, that's how it, it looks so small. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, this looks familiar when you're up, up above about like building like yeah, a yeah. factory like that kind of thing. And then you get down into the thing and the machines are bigger than what you are. And you're jumping over, over, um, you know, conveyor belts to get around. Yeah. Gives a it's whole a different, different perspective feel. about yeah. it. You know, you look at the lines and you look at how much is coming down those conveyor belts. Like that one's not running at full capacity yet, you know, because you can just physically yeah. see the gaps. There's gaps in the conveyor belt. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, because it's so big, so big, they give you a bunch of tools to get around, one of which is a hypertube. So, yep. you just build this tubing that you jump into and it just goes and sucks yep. you in and just flies you around the base. Um, I got a tractor that, that takes me out and about. I, one of the things I got was a, was a factory cart, right? And I think the factory cart really is the other aspect of this game. There's no story, no. right? You know, just a factory but it has a world it has it has, it has like a, a, a world building thing to it it actually reminds you a lot of Astroneer in this effect so Astroneer you kind of don't even less story in that you know because there's not even any text in it at yeah. all or no speaking voices or anything like that but you kind of go down on this planet and you're there to extract resources and send them back to the home world um, and there's all the world is littered with like broken experiments and the other yeah. adventures that have been through before exactly the same as in satisfactory, there's all okay. these broken pods everywhere, okay, of like yeah. failed things and whatnot. You know, when you, but it's got, and although it's not, it's implied in Astroneer, this has a very much like it's a, um, you know, a boring dystopia, cortocracy, cortocracy right. kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. when you take damage, the little message that pops up in your hut is fish tech uh, property damage. Yeah. yeah. It's not about you getting yeah, damaged. It's, no, like property. it's your property getting yeah. damaged. And so, you know, the, the voiceover uh, person telling you about the stuff kind of has that kind of like corporate kind yeah. of edge to it. Yeah, and um, you can sell your okay. So obviously you have some overrun. You got infinite resources, so there's going to be some overrun of stuff that you don't need. Yeah. You can send that off for awesome tickets, right through the awesome shop, through the first tech awesome shop, and it gives you what look like actual like prize tickets, you yeah. know, like back from yeah. time zone kind of thing yeah. that you can spend in their store. And when you build the little kiosk, it's got like advertising, a little spinny logo for the company on top kind of thing. When you open up, it's like a web store, but for all the add-ons and upgrades you can buy for your store. So yeah. alternate versions of, um, you know, uh, uh, um, skins and things like that, yeah. floor labeling for your factory, um, stairs, ladders, uh, wall mounts for pipes and things like that. So yeah. it's like an alternate progression system to the ones that are in the game which okay. are more like using your resources yep. to buy the next tier of, of goods and this is sort yep. of like I don't know you buy all the tickets you add things to your cart you can favourite <laughs> items and things like that so it's it's, it's, it's so bed you like in like an online shopping it experience it is exactly like an online shopping experience that's exactly <laughs> what it is it's so charming and so one of the things I bought is a factory cart right this thing is the smallest vehicle I've ever seen in my entire life, right? <laughs> when you get on the truck, the truck is taller than you and it's like a solid cube and you get up on it and yeah. you, you drive it around kind of thing. The factory cart, because it's collapsible and you can put it in your inventory and take yeah. it with you, it's like half the height of a person. <laughs> and when you get into it and your character gets into it, you can feel that like their knees are up around their chin, their chin's all bent down and they're like, Nee-e-e-e. it's like a clown car. It's like a car yeah, that you... Yeah. And then like... Sounds horrendous because it's a little tiny electric engine. It's got torque for days. <laughs> this thing just once it gets going, it flies. It won't stop. Oh, and it's like because it, no clearance on the ground, any bump, and it's like yeah. flinging out all over the place. <laughs> it's the best fun to play. And when you rather than having a horn, when you press the like the horn button, yeah. he gets like a little um a siren and like magnetizes the top <laughs> of the roof, and he goes me me me, and then he goes when he turns up, he's like dink, and like pulls it off, yeah. you know, kind of thing, like. The people who've done this have spent like a lot of time on the little little charming bits and stuff. Yeah. It's very satisfying when you flick your um the scanner. He kind of they kind of go tink like hold it down and like flick it off like it's a little action that they're yeah. doing that the controller understands that. Yeah. It's a very satisfying mm. movement when you're throwing things out and you're like vroom, making stuff. The animations and stuff are very satisfying. Yeah. Very impressed. Very satisfactory. I'm very very satisfied. So are these the mm. same guys that are doing the spaceship? 
I don't think so. Deatomizer sounds very much like that. Oh, the de- ship um ship shipbreaker. 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 Yeah, it sounds very much like shipbreaker. I don't think so. Okay. I have also been eyeing off shipbreaker. Yeah. That has been on my list for a while. And is now. that going to be multiplayer shipbreaker? That sounds like it I could be a successful multiplayer game. Don't. No, Satisfactory has a multiplayer mode built into it, right? Um, already, I don't know that yeah, ship, it works all that well. But Shipbreaker, the, the, the premise behind Shipbreaker sounds like it could have a really good co-op multiplayer component to it. Just to completely segue space. off on a different. No, no, no. I think it's super like relevant to. Yeah. Um, I think it would be again. Very satisfying to like cut that ship in half and have it like come yeah. apart nicely and stuff yeah. like that. And kill and you it's all about the corp the corporation, you're owned by the corporation. Yeah, no, just single player. It is single player, okay. Yeah. That's a bit of a Yeah, yeah. You're owned by the yeah, so you're a company yeah. man stuck, you yeah. know, working, you're paying off your debt. Debt, yeah. you know, that you never pay off because you keep adding more debt you gotta, for the oil the water and equipment and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if it's the same with this. Yeah, it was satisfactory as well, kind of like yeah. the thing. Whatnot, you never pay off yeah. your debt. Yeah. Oh man, which is actually how the old whaling ships used to work. Yeah, yeah. They a... get sixteen-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds on the ship, and they'd get in so much debt on the first voyage. Never pay it off. They'd never pay it off. They just have to keep going yep. on the next yep. voyage. What's that to pay off the debt? That's got a name, I think, too. Actually, I think it's a form of slavery, indentured servitude. Effectively, effectively, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm enjoying my servitude in, in yeah, Satisfactory. satisfactory. And, okay, and that's good. It. Yeah, yeah. I think I really like that. I like, like to compare it to Cryofall where like you, if you make something by mistake, you're punished for that. That resource right. is yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. That you can just. Oh, I made the wrong one. I just did, I'll get all those resources back. And yeah, make, so. Make the right one. I was upgrading Mark for my conveyor belts from Mark 2 to Mark 3. And so you, like this is how, this is what I really like about it too. Like, um. You got the the build option up for it. Mm-hmm. You hover over the the track and you press go, and it converts it to the Mark Threes. No mess, no fuss. No need to redraw it or anything. Yeah, you click yeah, the button, and just and it goes, it. Yep. and then it takes all the resources from the Mark Two, puts them back in your inventory. Oh right. And so I kept going back. Where have I got all these reinforced plates from? Where, the hell are <laughs> Where are they coming oh, from? Oh, I see. I see. I remember now. They were from all this. Oh, the conveyor belts that I've upgraded, upgraded and whatnot. And then I'm like, what am I going to do with all this armored plate? I've got already got like too much. I'll throw it straight into the awesome shop and just <laughs> you know send it away yeah. and get points to get tickets so I can buy stuff, more yeah. stuff in the store. So yeah. what I've been doing rather than like doing the shuffle of like trying to reorganize everything, unless it's actually a somewhat rare component, yeah. like it's an animal organs that I yeah, had to like yeah. kill something to for. Get it. No, it all goes into one it. bin yeah. and it just goes straight into the thing, which gets converted to things. I don't have to like. Like oh a hundred a hundred sulfur. Yep. I'm not gonna what I gotta go all the way back up. You know how far the sulfur <laughs> things are from where I am right now. Uh, Long way. That's just goes to awesome bin. tickets. No, nah, just get rid of it. Go away. Go away. You know, kind of thing. So yeah, um, satisfaction. I'm gonna thoroughly Double enjoy. Thumbs up. Yeah, well, let's see how it goes. I mean, it's not. It's not finished. I've I've been stuck on things quite a few times. Oh, okay. I had to like just commit suicide and come back and, and just even just getting in between your machines and stuff like that. You know, it's not There's done. no stuck command. No, there isn't. The stuck command is commit suicide. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not too I mean, unless you're like really far away from your base. Yeah, it just drops not, your stuff there. You go back bad. and just pick it up. Yeah. You know, it's not a huge deal. Um you know, I don't know. I, I I feel apart from that, to be honest, it's it runs pretty well on my machine. I've got no complaints there. You know, for an early access game, they're still adding things to yeah. it, kind of thing. And reading some of the patch notes, they've made some good Big improvements changes. And, and changes and yeah. stuff to it. If it sounds like something you enjoy, I think you get value out of it. I would wouldn't mind playing it multiplayer if there was. I don't know what the goal would be. Multiplayer, yeah, like or you if just there was more fighting faster. and stuff like that. Like they could, what I like about it in the future, if they added more enemies, more animals yeah. to the to the world, which the world's pretty big, they could definitely do that. So there was more need to build to build a factory and defenses and, and defenses. Stuff. Yeah, and so you could have like two modes, like you know, and maybe like a non-aggressive mode or a more aggressive mode, yeah. or like a creative mode or whatnot kind of thing. It could be really fun to play this sort of thing when. I couldn't just leave a coal plant 
in the middle of nowhere undefended just under, uh, it, yeah. without any issues like I've had yeah. to build defences there I think that would add a whole other layer yeah, to the game that would be it really would. fun which yeah. I they've got guns you know like I'm using a um, a rebar gun at the moment um, and a, and a swordy thing kind of thing and I've got a rifle there ready to unlock I've got to just work out how to build this next phase of actually I got, <laughs> the next thing I need to work out is oil and oil refinery and oil products and all of that kind of thing like, I can get it, get it going I've got plenty of gunpowder the gunpowder is on production, <laughs> ready to go, kind of thing. And then we'll be, um, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to it. And I'll probably be talking about it for the next few weeks, oh. I suspect. I look forward fun, to it. Fun. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's it for this episode of TLDR. We will join you again next fortnight for more Wildermyth. Are you yep. still keen to keep? Yeah, we should finish off that last chapter yes. that we're halfway through. yes. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe we should have a quick look at the, so you, at least you can see it, the um, the multiplayer random ones and how it might be a little bit yeah. different than yeah. the other ones kind of thing. Well, maybe I'll add a legacy campaign as well, so yeah. we start off with good yeah. good characters as well. Um, sounds good. What are we going to do next, Tony? We're gonna do I don't next. know. It's interesting. We've got to find something. Mm. I'm not sure what's on the horizon. Mm, Maybe, oh no, you don't have a PlayStation, so we can't do the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Forbidden West. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I know anyone I can even borrow a PlayStation 5 off. I wanted to bloody release that remote streaming option so I can just pay the 20 bucks a month and just play. Well, Labor. Labor could fix it for us now. Well, if they give us five premises. premises. Well, if they come through on that campaign promise, which I think they probably have a of a kind of like a a pride thing that that was their policy yes. and they get to now come maybe come yeah, on and actually finish like it. finish it yeah. the way it should have been. That would yeah, be good. That would be nice. Because that would make a big difference, I think, if, if we had better internet and that Sony could bring a product. Because, I mean, they're going to have to build a fair bit of infrastructure in Australia yeah. for it to work. And yeah. if they felt like they could get a big enough slice of yeah. the pie here, they a, might do like, it. like a population definitely hurts and they yeah. these sort of mass services and stuff, that would it be does. really good. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, you can't, can you even buy a PS5? Are they available? To uh, no, still, I, don't, I don't think so. No, still, they're still not available. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's day. just see. Let's toy with it for two weeks and yeah. see what we come up with that yeah, we can yeah. go forward on. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, until then, Tony, thank you. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favourite podcast on the internet.